Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. If you've been listening so far, every week you've heard me read one chapter of my book, Defining Marriage, Voices from a 40-Year Labor of Love. You can hear the entire audiobook complete and unabridged by listening to the first 18 episodes of this podcast. Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as an ebook, paperback, or audiobook. For the last few episodes, I've been revisiting the marriage work that I did as a reporter and activist over the last decade, and believe it or not, there are still some people trying to undo marriage equality and generally make life unpleasant for gay people. And also, it turns out, for straight people. I'm joined once again by my very special guest, James, to talk about this weird situation. Hello there, James. I have another weird situation to talk about. Why did you say ebook so angrily? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You, you, were, you punctured it. I'm sorry. And you can say that now because you're the one with the pop screen this week. So you can, make, you can say words like that. I can puncture the pumping pumpkin. Well, try not to make a mess when you do that. <laughs> By which I mean spit all over my pop screen. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? It, it certainly sounds like it. It sounds like I'm, I'm trying to confess some terrible secret for it to, to you. Pop screen? He, he, he's my father? That's not the first time on this podcast you've tried to make a reference to the pop secret joke on Arrested Development, is it? It's a very popular joke. Speaking of uh, obscure jokes on Arrested Development, my guest this week on Sewers of Paris was uh, a writer for uh, Arrested Development, uh, Richard Day. And it was a, a thrill to get to talk to somebody who was, who was responsible for some of those jokes. Did he write the chicken dance? He was cagey about which jokes he wrote. The only one he would uh, confess to was, well, that was a freebie. It's a good one. It is. It is. Anyway, we've gotten far afield already. How have you tricked me into talking about Arrested Development? What are we here to talk about today? Oklahoma, where the elephant's eye is really high. Close. That's close. <laughs> Almost. It's been a long time since I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen Oklahoma, too. We drove. Did we drive through there? We did, didn't we? We didn't. Who are you driving through Oklahoma I'm with? I'm sure we did. We nope. passed through that rest stop that spans both sides of the highway, and they just play that song over and over and over on a loop. Mm, no. Uh, it was during our summer road trip, wasn't it? We went way further north. We did not pass through Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, I think you may be right. Must have been with somebody else. My oh, mistress. My it was my mistress. What are these uh, dalliances into Oklahoma that you're doing? Well, it's the gayest state because it has a, uh, a Broadway musical. It has a bright golden haze on the meadow. It does, it does. Uh, but unfortunately, it's also not a very gay state because they have what may be a record, 26 bills uh, in this legislative session designed to in some way chip away at marriage equality or LGBT existence in general. Why do they need so many bills? <sighs> you know, that's an excellent question. 18 of them are left over from the last session that they couldn't get to pass. And they're, I guess they figured, well, maybe this time. Maybe this time public opinion will finally, it'll be the one time that public opinion has turned around and started going the other direction on LGBT equality. That's a different Broadway show, isn't it? Maybe this time. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which one you were talking about. Turn around, bright eyes. I thought you were talking about like oh, Dance of the Vampires. Dance of the Vampires. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Jim Steinman jukebox musical, which everyone should see. Yes. Not only is this a podcast about gay marriage, but it's also a podcast about Broadway show tunes. Just in case it wasn't gay enough for you already. Well, I think the two just. I mean, it goes without <laughs> saying that one is also the other. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. We'll talk about Sondheim in a little bit. Maybe this time. That's the end of Cabaret, right? I think you're right. It's uh, Liza Minnelli. But we're back to Arrested Development. We are. We are. It all comes full circle. Stop, chicken. <laughs> it's, you know, Arrested Development is one of those shows like Seinfeld and The Simpsons, where every situation can be compared to, can, can, can be described with a reference to one of those shows. There's a Seinfeld or Simpsons reference for any situation. 
Even know. even what's happening in Oklahoma? Even what's happening in Oklahoma. Give me some time and I'll think of it. Yeah, so the, the Oklahoma situation, um, these are not just bills designed to make life difficult for LGBTs who want to get married. Uh, you know, there's always the usual ones, the, in air quotes, religious freedom bills that would uh, grant special exemptions to discriminators who want to discriminate against gay people who are married. But then there are also some real weird ones. Um, Such as? Well, there's uh, Sally Kern, who's this uh, feisty, I don't know what you want to call her. Legend. She's just a girl who can't say no. <laughs> she can't, she's a girl who can't say no to a homophobic bill, <laughs> which is actually how her husband is known. Is homophobic, homophobic bill? bill. Yeah. yeah. So one of her bills, uh, possibly the craziest, and uh, you know, I laugh at this, but it actually is not funny because uh, it's basically a bill that legitimizes torture. The, the way that they would describe it is it protects sexual orientation change efforts. So it specifically calls out the techniques that are legally allowed to get someone to convert from gay to straight. And they are? Among them, this, and I'm quoting the bill, physical pain, such as electroshock or electroconvulsive therapy, touch therapy, pornography exposure, or vomit induction therapy, in order to change sexual behaviors or gender identity expressions and or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings towards individuals of the same sex. Which is a mouthful, which and that may also be protected mm, I by think, this bill. Yes, the mouthful sounds like it's definitely part of this technique. Yeah, if I if I'm getting this straight, as long as uh, so to speak, <laughs> um, knock it off. So as long as it is for the purpose of converting your sexual orientation or gender identity, you can inflict pain on people. You can shock them. You can touch them you can make them watch uh pornography you can also make them vomit close okay this is only legitimized for the purposes of converting your sexual orientation from gay to straight okay so if you if you want to turn someone gay yes sorry you can't make them vomit that tried and true method that proven folk remedy of making someone vomit till they're gay that is not protected by this oklahoma bill well i mean until some people get their gag reflex under control that can be the (laughs) anyway you know i I laugh because um this is just so ludicrous and absurd and probably will not pass hopefully it it hasn't passed in the past but you know maybe second or third time's a charm uh, what's more likely, I have to suspect, and, and uh, Mark Joseph Stern at Slate brought this up as well, is this may be uh, kind of a backdoor, so to speak, attempt to protect practitioners of these strange behaviors from lawsuits. So there have been, in some states, particularly New Jersey, uh, lawsuits filed against people who do sexual orientation change therapy as, as consumer fraud, and those lawsuits were successful. So this may be an attempt to shield those practitioners by saying, nope, it's protected by law. So uh, I, I'm not sure how that really helps in a consumer fraud case, but I don't know. Maybe it gives some some protection, some ammunition. Well, I mean, one of the things I think is interesting about this is that it's gotten them to actually enumerate in legal documents what some of these techniques are. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a little surprised they were willing to do that, because it seems like by listing them, you're just describing a, a house of horrors. Yeah, it really does. I mean, good grief. Electroconvulsive therapy, really? And right next to touch therapy. And we all know what that means. Good lord. Uh, 
pornography exposure and vomit induction. Well, so touch therapy, is that the thing where they like just lie on top of you to try to change your sexual orientation? Yeah, you can go online and you can find some pretty marvelous uh, videos. There's one, the very famous one from uh, a couple years ago on CNN where this report, I think it was Paula Zahn, went and talked to Richard Cohen, who would get, in, in this clip, he gets men to hug him and then he beats pillows with tennis rackets while screaming about his mother with the justification of, well, they, they want to they want to become straight, so this is all therapy. But it's not, because, I mean, for it to be therapy, there has to be some sort of indication that this is successful. There is zero, zero medical reason to believe that any of these things are effective. You know, in the same way, I, I have a YouTube video that, that you can find um, if you look at my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Baum, where I talk about some of the wild sexual orientation change efforts that have been made over the last 100 and 200 years. You know, stuff like um, surrounding yourself with jars of urine, uh, riding a bicycle was thought to make people straight. It hasn't worked on you. No, no, if anything, all that spandex has only <laughs> pushed me further. Yeah, like uh, lobotomies for a while. Oh, there was also the monkey glands thing. You remember that? Where people would have uh, monkey testicles surgically implanted in an effort to make them straight. Surprise! That doesn't work, and it is as ludicrous as this stuff that is being protected by the Oklahoma bill. It does make you crave bananas, though. It does. It does. Too many of them, and uh, you, you have an experience like that episode of Quantum Leap where uh, Scott Bakula jumps into the, the mind of a chimp. There's an actual episode. I'm not making that up. There's an actual episode where of Quantum Leap where he goes into a chimp's body. And he spends pretty much the whole episode wearing a diaper, which uh, brings me to another point that I was considering, which is that all of these sound like BDSM don't they? practices don't they i mean is that just a coincidence i mean it seems like when <laughs> yeah. when religious conservatives in particular are trying to demonize the gay lifestyle they always talk about like these extreme things like oh they eat the poo poo and so on and so forth but like i don't know getting a bunch of naked guys in a room to vomit on each other I- i've got news for the religious conservatives like we're not into that oh, <laughs> some of us okay but, you know let's not uh, uh cast the net too your wide your kinks are not my kinks and right. kinks are better than anyone else's kinks Sure, but, you know, like, on balance, gays don't get together and electrocute each other and then vomit on each other. Uh, But conversion therapists do. uh, do. (laughs) That's just uh, the the annual convention. Uh, (laughs) Put the tarps down. Holiday Inn is like, oh boy, it's time for the annual North convention. Better get out the tarps. Yeah. The branded North tarp. The the branded North tarp. Yeah, Yeah. what you get for giving a donation. (laughs) Anyway, that is but one of those bills in Oklahoma. There's another one uh, that is far more insidious because I think it has a better chance of passing that a school guidance counselor cannot refer kids to a therapist for issues pertaining to sexual orientation unless they tell that kid's parents. So if a kid's like, I think I might be gay and I need to talk to somebody about it because I'm suicidal or because I'm depressed or because I have panic attacks or whatever, the school psychologist can either say, well, I can give you the name of somebody, uh, but first I'm going to have to call your parents and wait 24 hours. Or, sorry, I can't help you, kid. Sorry you're suicidal. Can't help you. Okay, so this is just a bill to make kids kill themselves. Seems that way. Yeah. I mean, they would look at it, our opponents would look at it as keeping the homosexual influence away from our kids. They've they've justified it by saying this should be a matter that is up to parents, not up to uh, therapists with an agenda. So whether their kids live or die should be up to the parents. That, I mean... I guess. I mean, I guess they're their parents' property. Is that how that works? I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, the, the parents should know better. And if a parent is abusive, oh well, it's it's still better to talk to an abusive parent than to a therapist. 
Right, who would tell you that you are not a monster. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But you are a monster, as your parents are... T- I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, what are these people thinking? Um, you know, one of the suggestions... Well, that- it's it's clearly just an intimidation tactic, that yeah. they want to intimidate uh, school officials from offering any kind of help to these kids, and to intimidate the kids into not telling anybody. Yeah, consequences be damned. Well, no, 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 no. The consequences are very much a part of it. The consequences oh, are to again. keep the kids in the closet, and to keep them from ever coming out, or exploring or dealing with with their sexuality. Sure. And, you know, we have seen uh, in all too many cases what happens when kids don't feel safe dealing with their sexual orientation issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And then that's what I mean by consequences by be damned, that, that these people don't care that the actual consequence is self-harm and uh, psychological damage. Well, yeah, I think that's a feature, not a bug. I think they want those kids to kill themselves. Ugh. And I'm, and like, I'm not being facetious about that, even though, like, we started with a lot of joking about musicals and everything. I think they want kids to kill themselves rather than be gay. I can't believe, as horrible as these people are, that they would actually say, I want kids to kill themselves. Rather than be gay. Rather than be gay. Because it will save their soul. Because if they have gay sex and they get involved in the gay lifestyle, they're going to hell. But if they never get involved in the gay lifestyle and they just die, that's better. Because then they get to live forever in a land of cake and ice cream, and eventually they're reunited with their parents. So I think dead kid who never had gay sex is way better than kid living in the gay lifestyle. Isn't suicide really bad, too? I mean, what you're saying is that on the the hierarchy of sinful behavior that being gay is worse to these people than killing yourself? Well, who's to say it was a suicide? How many of these will be ruled as accidents? That's true. That's true with that poor um, trans girl who killed herself in um, Oklahoma. No, it was Ohio, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, she was experimenting. I I don't know the case of this, but I mean, you know, oh, they were experimenting with drugs or, oh, they were experimenting with alcohol or, or, oh, it was a car accident or, oh, they they were playing with a gun and it went off or, oh, they went swimming late at night and didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. They'll be ruled as accidents in a lot of cases. Utah has a rash of teen suicides that spiked up dramatically after the church declared uh, gays apostates. And a lot of them get declared accidents. And you don't hear about it. So I think it's a I think it's a feature, not a bug. And I guess the the thinking is is like, well, it's just not it's not very loving to allow them to be gay. It's not very we're we're doing them a disservice by tolerating homosexuality. Right, which is why the loving thing to do to your gay kid is to throw them out of the house because you're not enabling this lifestyle that's going to destroy their soul and and isolate them from you forever in hell. You are throwing them out to love them because then they'll see the error of their ways and turn to Jesus, or they will just die. And in that case, at least your hands are clean because you didn't enable the gay lifestyle. Well, those delightful circumstances are but one among many proposals uh, just in Oklahoma. There's 26 in Oklahoma. There's others all over the country. There's one in Utah uh, that would legally require judges to give preferential treatment to straight parents over gay parents in custody battles. there's one actually kind of good one in Nebraska, where uh, Nebraska may vote on gay marriage, which weren't we done doing that? Uh, but uh, in order to take it out of the state constitution, they have to vote on it again. So they're going to have a vote in Nebraska on whether marriage equality or whether the state's marriage ban should be removed from the constitution. Oh, and of course, one more in Oklahoma uh, is a proposed bill that would forbid marriage for any people with HIV or any other communicable disease. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the flu or what, but uh, obviously it's, you know, people with HIV would be disproportionately targeted. You see, this is why the 
farmer and the co-man can't be friends. Yes. Yeah, because one of them is behaving completely irrationally, uh, and the other it has cowpox. Syphilis, yeah, sure. So this is what's happening on the state level, and at a federal level, depending on what happens uh, this coming November, we could be looking at some pretty unpleasant legislation as well. That's the uh, First Amendment Defense Act that you may have heard of. Yeah, we talked about that uh, a bit last week, or at least versions of it. So my understanding is that six of the Republican presidential candidates have signed on to a pledge to support a particular version of the First Amendment Defense Act. Yes, it's a version that's being pushed forth by a rogues gallery of anti-gay organizations. And the signatories so far are Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina, uh, Rick Santorum, and Mike Huckabee. And can you read the uh, the language of that? Sure. So uh, the First Amendment Defense Act would prohibit the federal government from, quote, taking discriminatory action against a person on the basis that such person believes or acts in accordance with a religious belief or moral conviction that, and here, this is the important part, one, marriage is or should be recognized as the union of one man and one woman, or two, sexual relations are properly reserved to such a marriage, unquote. Okay, so two things jump out at me. One is that that initial like preamble sentence is so convoluted with like <laughs> prepositions and but I, I, it seems like the bottom line is if you claim that your religious belief is that marriage is only between one man and one woman, then you in really any arena, be it business or personal or, or whatever government. Or, or government can take action in accordance with that belief. So if you're in a government job that requires you to issue same-sex marriage licenses, you could refuse if you are uh, a business owner or a landlord um, who has business dealings with a gay couple, you could take action against them. And that the gay couple would have no recourse there because the person who wronged them can just say that it's in accordance with their religious belief. Exactly, exactly. It does some uh, some very important things to, to note here is one that this does not apply to people who are taking some action because of their beliefs about marriage. It only protects people who have beliefs pertaining to uh, marriage as a union of a man and a woman. So this protects people who are like, marriage is between a man and a woman, but it does not protect people who have beliefs about, who have any other beliefs about marriage. So like about divorce, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you think divorce is a grave sin, mm-hmm. you, you can't take action against a divorced person. Or if, and I'm not aware of this circumstance, but maybe it's possible, if you have religious beliefs about straight people getting married, if you're like, I, my religion forbids heterosexuals from getting married, uh, sorry, this doesn't cover you. Sure. And this is red meat for like the people who are very concerned about bakers and florists becoming slaves to the gay agenda because they're being forced to, you know, arrange flowers for a wedding that's going to send them to hell. Sure. Which is specifically prohibited in the Bible, apparently. So that's all the kind of thing we've heard before with Kim Davis and with florists and bakers and uh, and that sort of thing. But what really jumps out at me is that second part. What was the language of that again? Yeah, isn't it weird that that, that is in there? It is, um, sexual relations are properly reserved to such a marriage. And that is the marriage between one man and one woman. And so in addition to your religious belief that marriage is one man and one woman, also, if you believe that sexual relations are are only acceptable within the context of a marriage of one man and one woman, you can equally take action against people, and this would protect you. So if you, for instance, were an employer who didn't want to cover a single woman's birth control, Mm -hmm. it sounds like this would completely protect you. Because you could say, my religion believes that marriage is between one man and one woman, and that sexual relations are reserved for such a marriage— 
And if a woman in your employ is single and is seeking birth control, now granted, there are lots of reasons why women take birth control. Not all of them are about regulating their fertility. Uh, some of it is for other health concerns. But that being beside the point, they could just say we don't cover birth control for single women, right? Because they may use it yeah, for sure. sexual relations. There's there's so much potential for abuse here. For I mean, if an employer wants to do that for religious reasons, or they just want to do it as a cost saving measure, they could always just say, oh no, sorry, religion. Sure, and that aspect of it sounds like it's just Hobby Lobby on steroids. Yeah, it's super Hobby Lobby. Uh, it, it's it's incredibly harmful, and it's a just another way to regulate people's bodies, particularly. Mm-hmm. Female people. Right, because generally there is no evidence that a man has had sex. Uh, You know, I mean, I guess you could give him a sniff test or something. But um, with women... This is getting back to the sexual orientation change efforts. I'm sure that's one... I'm sure some therapist has been like, now it's time for the sniff test. I guess a landlord could potentially evict a man who has a lot of overnight female guests which sure. seems like a throwback to the 1920s it kind of does yeah yeah it's like it's sort of a like chaperone and boarding house culture yeah if you were looking for a reason to kick somebody out you could just say like i'm really uh conservative and religious about this stuff and i've noticed that you've had women staying the night so uh you're out right right and you're not married like unless you can prove that you are, are <laughs> married to these women yeah yeah we've just barely begun to scratch the surface of the potential consequences and potential for abuse with this thing uh and this would is something that um Many of the leading candidates for uh, the Republican nomination have said that they will uh, push forward and sign into law. You know, there there are those like Santorum and Huckabee who really do not have a shot at going any further in this presidential race. But you know, Cruz and, and Rubio said that they would that they are, are, have signed on to this, um, and uh, they're they're in the number two and number three slot right now for uh, for getting the nomination. Often with stuff that only affects LGBT people, it doesn't get a lot of coverage. But this uh, is pretty sweeping in that. Uh, it says that all sexual relations are reserved to the context of a one-man, one-woman marriage, uh, which seems like it affects an awful lot of straight people. Yep. Why isn't this getting widely reported? Because it's kind of insane. Yeah, beats me. I mean, this this is kind of a, this should be a red alert for straight people that, particularly single straight people who like to have sex with each other. Uh, this is this could cause significant problems for them. So uh, if you or anyone you know is a straight person, uh, you should let them know that uh, Rubio uh, thinks that people should be able to uh, kick you out of your house for having sex. Well, I mean, the thing that really jumps out at me is. Uh, the only way I can read this is as a blank check to target single mothers. Mm. Like, it really seems like, you know, you can discriminate against gays and single mothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know it's it's broader than that, but... Those are probably the two groups that would get the worst abuse from this. Yeah, I agree that, that this is something that really disproportionately affects those two groups in, in, a, in a terrible way, and uh, people need to be freaking out about it. Well, but people are freaking out about something else in the presidential race, which is the ascendancy of the Donald. Yeah, how about that? I uh, don't see that going well for him down the road but for now it sure seems like uh you know the the polling shows that he does very poorly in a general election uh but for now he's doing great among republicans uh looks like he's we're a few days before the iowa primaries when we're recording this and uh looks like uh he's gonna do pretty well um in there and in new hampshire and in south carolina and in nevada so um yeah, Donald is is uh, doing okay. He's not had a ton to say about queer people. You know, here and there he'll have some statement. And he's 
generally, you know, what we would consider hostile to, to LGBTs, um, but certainly nowhere near as bad. He's probably the least hostile of all the Republican candidates. Well, so what is he saying? Um, he flip-flops and like on every, as he is on every issue, he equivocates and it's very hard to pin down exactly how he happens to feel that day. But uh, the latest thing is that he said that he disagreed with the Supreme Court ruling that legalized marriage equality and he would consider appointing Supreme Court uh, justices who would overturn that ruling. But he has not signed the First Amendment Defense Act pledge, has he? That is correct. He has not. Uh, he has not signed the uh, Super Hobby Lobby, which is nuts because this is a situation where the other guys are making Trump look like the reasonable one in the room. For sure. Do you think that's just because he likes all that, uh, all that sweet, sweet pooty tang? Yeah, it could be. He knows. He knows that this would be bad news for him. I'm sure he's an extremely sexually active man. Uh, it just made my flesh crawl to say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I, I'm sure that Donald Trump has had his uh, share of uh, sexual behavior outside of a marriage. And so uh, maybe he sees this as an attack on his lifestyle. Who knows? Who knows? The less I have in common with Donald Trump, the better, frankly. But uh, for some reason, I'm picturing him nude in a giant glass terrain full of Miller High Life. Oh, no, that's just his latest campaign ad. (laughs) (laughs) You're not imagining that. That that was no dream. Oh, that's that's how he wants you to think of him. Wait, a terrine? Did you just say terrine? Yeah. You are a gay man. A giant glass terrine of Miller High Life, and there are... <laughs> okay, well, you're, maybe you're not a gay man because you said Miller High Life. And then there's like a Busby Berkeley musical happening <laughs> okay, in it. now you're of, gay again. Of uh, Rhonda Shear clones. <laughs> I don't know what that is. From USA Up All Night? Uh, oh, or, oh. you know, from uh, USA Up All Night. Yes, yes, yeah. She was sort of... Um, Oh, dear. A uh, 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 poor man's um, Elvira, wasn't she? She was Elvira, but uh, without any pretense of being scary or interesting, just being sexual. Yeah, but that's what straight people like, isn't it? Sure. They- if that was some sort of hunk, if that was, I, I don't know, if that was uh, a, a shirtless man, uh, I'm sure the gays would be all over it. And also, just to be clear, I loved USA Up All Night, and Rhonda was far and away my favorite host, so... She was peculiar, wasn't she? Oh, she was terrific. I and mean, she beat the hell out of Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Literally? Uh, let's hope. <laughs> I missed that episode. That one, uh, I would I would pay to see. Mm, that's... I, I don't know what I mean by that, by this, but I was about to say, that's how he wound up as a duck. <laughs> He's been a duck. He's been a parrot. He's been a lot of Angry Birds. That's... But he is not in the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Oh, I just made a Donald Duck noise. <laughs> but not with your mouth. <laughs> uh, once again, we've gotten completely distracted from uh, our show notes, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Do you that- want to talk about uh, Dead Kids some more? I do not. I do not. I want to encourage all uh, troubled youth of Oklahoma to uh, get the fuck counseling out now before before this bill passes. Because oh my goodness, yeah, uh, times times are times are not great for uh, LGBTs in some states. I'm cautiously optimistic because the. Uh, LGBT organizations of Oklahoma were able to push back very hard on these bills last year, and uh, they were successful. I don't think they got any of the proposed bills passed in Oklahoma. So uh, hopefully, despite the mounting pile of these garbage laws... Uh, it is a mounting pile, isn't yeah, it? It is. It is. That's yet another practice of sexual orientation change efforts. <laughs> the mounting The pile. mounting pile? That is either something you do to change someone's sexual orientation, or it is a, a piece of armor that you get in Diablo. I was going to say, I think it's what's happening at CeCe's tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, look at the time. I'm late. For the mounting pile. For the mounting pile. Pardon me. I've got to slip into something a little less appropriate. <laughs> 
the tone of this episode is much like Return of the Jedi. It's uh, dead kids one minute, mounting piles the next. Yeah, that was my favorite part of Return of the Jedi. Bless you for, I think, every single episode you've been on, Star Wars has been involved in some way. So I'm glad that you were able to to incorporate that at the last minute. And let us hope that this is among the last minutes of this particular episode. Uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Please do get in touch. Let me know your thoughts and your questions on Twitter. I'm at Matt Baum. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes. Um, those reviews make a huge difference in making the show more discoverable for folks. And they really brighten up my day. So thank you to everyone who's left reviews. Uh, you can hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. And if you do pick up a copy, it would mean a lot if you could leave an Amazon review with your honest opinion. You can also check out my other podcast. The Sewers of Paris that has revealing personal stories about entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. And until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast over. Uh, You can end the recording now.